0: Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hi, and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. I am here with Shauna. Shauna is an expert and talks about managing stress through tapping methods. So I'm really interested in this, and it's great to have you on, Shauna, to help us relax and take time out. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. So, okay, so how did you get into this? Uh, Where did you start off? Okay,
1: so... I think I've always kind of had an interest in self help, you know, in kind of how we can improve our own lives without looking for something external. So probably about, must be about 25 years ago, I read the book, The Secret, which a lot of people now know about, and it kind of opened my eyes to a whole new world of ways of thinking and how, you know, positive thinking can help get us through difficult situations. And then almost 17 years ago, I had my first child, Um, so my husband and I had like a really good quality of life. We were both, I was 29, he was 30. We both had good jobs and we thought, okay, now time to have a a baby and everything will just be wonderful and smell like talcum powder. And then she came along and she basically (laughs) tore our lives apart in the nicest possible way. Um, we were used to a certain standard of life. We were used to being able to do what we wanted when we wanted. And then she came in and she was a very difficult baby. She didn't settle at all. Um. everybody had their advice about, you know, when she when you stop breastfeeding her, she'll settle when she starts eating solid foods, she'll settle when she starts running around, she'll settle. She got to almost two years old and hadn't once slept through the night. And I thought, right, there's something wrong here. So I went to the doctor in mm-hmm. complete despair, I went to my GP, told him what was happening. And he wrote me a prescription and said, give this to your daughter and this will help. And I didn't go collect it. I went home first and had a look at what it was. And it turned out it was a prescription for an antihistamine medication. And so I called the doctor and said, there's some confusion here. She doesn't have an allergy. Why have I got an antihistamine medication? And he said, because the side effect of antihistamine is that it makes you drowsy. So if you give this to your baby, it will help her sleep. And I thought, there's something really wrong okay. there. And I said to my husband, I don't care, about the sleeping thing. Yeah. I'm not giving my child medication that she doesn't need because of the side effect of it. So I started to look into different yeah. ways of doing things, different ways of healing, energy healing, of which EFT is one type. And I find someone who was able to test my daughter's energy and tell me that during the birth, her stress hormones had gone up really, really high, which obviously happens a lot in birth for mother and baby. The problem with hers was it didn't come back down. So she was constantly on this state of high alert. And she was actually she described it as like a dimmer switch. She was turned up really, really high. Okay. And she was able to through energy work, and part of that was tapping, she was able to turn down that stress hormone and completely settle her. It oh, was wow. and quickly within a few sessions. Amazing. So I thought there's really
0: and it really cool. worked.
1: It really worked. And yeah, you know, I wow. saw it in my own life. So I started to use it just from what I'd learned through her um with our daughter at the time yeah. with ourselves when we got stressed out and realized how much it worked and then about eight years ago I went and trained as a practitioner so that I could then do it with clients oh for the past few years I've been doing it really with family I have two other children now, so three in total I've used it with them and then I also work in the corporate world so in business I have helped helped people deal with stress through kind of talking therapies yes kind of coaching developing things like that but also incorporating EFT to basically bring down the stress hormone in the body so that our body goes into a more relaxed state. So that's basically how I do. Oh, wow.
0: Amazing. Because, OK, so from what I understand, I I understand about with the stress hormone and that because I'm a person on the go. My stress hormone doesn't come out at all. It just stays up there. Yes. Um, and that's just because that's the way my body's used to. And it's it's just used to that. And now it doesn't know how to. So I've I've often heard this, that even if you go on holiday, you can't fully come out of that because your body just sees that way of being of like more like on um as as just this natural way of being so I've heard about like say doing meditation for 30 minutes a day to help like bring your body out of that state um so it's this EFT then helps you bring your body out of that within minutes
1: I mean um you know and I'm not claiming anything that hasn't been clinically proven so it's a clinically proven technique it can be seen as a little bit woo-woo for people that you know aren't open to this type of thing But the amazing thing about it is you don't actually have to believe in it for it to work, you know, so you can, I have worked with people who have come on really skeptical and gone, what is this nonsense you're talking about? And I have been able to prove to them that it brings down the stress hormone in the body. So like you've described there, basically a lot of people these days are existing in fight or flight. So fight or flight is like a protection mechanism in our body to keep us safe. So in times of danger, our body goes into fight or flight to get us out of that immediate danger. So it goes back to kind of the example of the caveman. When he's getting chased by a tiger, he has to go into fight or flight. His arms and legs have to work really, really fast to get him out of that situation. He doesn't need to exist at all times within fight or flight. He needs to be in it for a few minutes, get himself out of the danger. Then the theory is the stress hormone comes back down to normal and your body was into a state of relax again because while we're in fight or flight, if you think yeah. of it as the caveman running away, your digestive system doesn't need to be working properly. Your immune system doesn't need to be working properly. Your creative brain doesn't need to be thinking. You don't need to hold a conversation. So the problem with a lot of people in the modern yeah. world is we're existing in fight or flight. We're constantly in this state of high alert and eventually it takes its toll on your body. And that's what causes a lot of the diseases and things that have you know really reared their heads in the last few years. Things like inflammation, rheumatoid arthritis, all sorts of things have been linked back to stress more and more so and so if we can use this technique to basically bring down that cortisol level and bring us out of that fight or flight then all of the other um systems in the body can work much better our immune system can work much better our digestive system can work much better if you think i'm sure you know somebody or maybe it describes you people that when they're in a state of either excitement or fear nerves It goes straight to their stomach. They go, oh my God, I feel like I need to run to the bathroom. You know, your stomach feels like a washing machine. That's basically you've gone into fight or flight and your digestive system's all kind of going crazy because when you're in that small time of fight or flight, it's what it's kind of made for. You don't, those systems don't need to be working correctly, but we shouldn't constantly be in fight or flight because then the other major organs and major kind of internal systems aren't working correctly. So it's a really quick, improvement way to bring down the cortisol level, which is the stress hormone in the body.
0: Yeah, because even if I'm extremely stressed, I actually feel nauseous. Like I actually feel like because my digestive system is like, no, like I actually feel like I'm going to get sick. So it is part of it. So how does it do it? Like what What? So basically,
1: so EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. So what it's doing is it's, it's, disconnecting the emotional reaction to things so that's where the emotional freedom comes in and the other word for it is tapping so it's the same thing the two words are completely interchangeable tapping to me makes more sense because what we literally do is we use our fingertips and we tap on certain parts of the body so one of those is the top of the head so we tap on certain parts of the body while we're thinking about the thing that's stressing us or while we're talking about the thing that's stressing us so if you work with a practitioner, which is what okay. I am, so I do one-to-one sessions with people and they'll come to me, and this is probably linked to a lot of what your listeners are kind of dealing with, is people maybe who are about to set up a business or they've got an already existing business, but the thought maybe of launching themselves completely into it or putting themselves out there in social media brings up that feeling of, oh my God, I don't think I could do that, where you say you actually feel a bit sick, your heart starts to beat a bit faster, you've gone into yeah. fight or flight. So what I will do then is I will work with that person on those fears and we will actually talk around them as we're tapping on parts of the body. So it's kind of it's kind of um, breaking that emotional connection so that that, the body doesn't have that physical reaction every time it thinks about it. So I'll give you an example. I had someone who came to me who really wanted to go for a job the next level up within their business. And they were told that if they did, they would have to do quite a lot of public speaking presentations, things like that. And she came to me and said, I can't, I literally cannot do it. The thought of it makes me feel really nauseous. Even just talking about it makes my heart beat really really fast. So we started tapping around the feelings to do with it. And as we were tapping, she then remembered that when she was like six or seven years old in primary school, she was asked to read out a book in front of her class. And when she stood up to do it, she faltered over a word and everybody started to laugh. So she had then made that emotional connection in her mind. Every time I stand up in front of a room full of people, I'm going to make a fool of myself. So by breaking that, we were able to then tap around that memory, tap on different parts of her body while she was talking about that memory. She could still remember it, but she didn't get that emotional reaction to it the way she did as if she was almost back there again. And she was able to then feel a lot more calm going into the new situation where she would have to speak in public. So a lot of it comes things that have happened in the past or like limiting beliefs that we've picked up from people around us. And that's where a lot of business people and especially women, unfortunately women do kind of hold themselves back a lot. Men just seem to have this, and I'm generalizing here, but they seem to have this kind of bravado that they're good at everything and they'll give it a try. Women have to be feeling like they're really, they say about, you know, when people are applying for jobs, a man will apply for a job if he meets 40% of the criteria. A woman won't apply for a job until she over um you know she's kind of overqualified for it then she'll feel comfortable to apply for it because we hold ourselves back with all of these memories from the past where things haven't worked out or the nerves that we get when we feel like we have to go into an interview so it's just about bringing the body back Mm -hmm. into a state of relax where we can think more clearly where we can speak more clearly where all of the systems in our body are working better so the really good thing that it's it's good for it is stress and anxiety but it's also really good for those limiting beliefs you know that little voice in the back of your head that tells you you're not good enough yeah. you're going to make a fool of yourself what if what yeah. if somebody comments yeah on your yeah on your i see video? this a
0: lot it's like the yeah 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 like it's it's someone else um said to me it's called the shadow yeah. you know it's the it's all the stuff that's it's not your brain, what your brain thinks. It's all your of things that's what's happened to you, um, creating a, a belief system and that belief system like will tell you things that's actually not true. And and that's it where it kind of taps. So it's technically it really is a kind of t- type of therapy as well. But also the physical a- action is is disassociating. It's like distracting your body from that emotional state to something that's more physical yeah. so
1: when you're working with a practitioner so for example I do one-to-one sessions that last for one hour so the person would come on tell me what it is they want to yeah. to work on and we'd talk around that for a bit we're trying to dig in a little bit to what exactly the the underlying cause is because it's not just always what the person presents with and then we do some tapping around how that that shows up in the body so the difference as well with EFT and a lot of the other talking therapies is that we do actually start with the negative. We don't go straight into the kind of positive affirmations. So there's a lot talked about at the minute about positive affirmations. But if you've got a really strong limit and belief in the back of your head telling you that you're not good enough, it doesn't matter how many times you stand in front of the mirror mm. and tell yourself you're wonderful. That wee voice inside in the back of your head is still going to be saying, no, you're not. So we actually deal with the negative yeah. stuff first with the EFT and for some people they go oh but what about you know we're all supposed to be doing positive thinking that's great but we need to get we need to make the space for the positives by rooting out the negative yeah so we would start with actually tapping on you know every time i feel like every time i think about stepping up and talking in front of people it makes me feel sick you know i feel really really sick in my stomach i feel nauseous i feel like i'm going to vomit and we actually tap on the negative stuff first. Then we bring it more into the neutral mm-hmm. where we go, okay, but really what's the worst that could happen? You know, there've been other occasions when I've spoken and I haven't made a fool of myself. So maybe I could be open to doing this. And we we continue it along the until yeah. we get to the end. Then we start to tap in the, I feel confident in myself. You know, I know that I know I can, I know that I can do this. I know that I know what I'm talking about. And you then start to t- tap in the positive, but you have to deal with the negative stuff first. To get that out of the way, to leave the space for the positive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, is the stuff that's the negative isn't just a thought. It's built into you. It's built in from experience. So you can't just go, "Okay, I'm going to replace that thought with because what we have is a lot of is we've students that are like they're very much more anxious the ones that are signing on with us now in the last couple of years, a lot more anxious, a lot more, you know, it's, 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 it's much more stressful for them to start a new career, start studying again, all of, you know, attending the classroom. It's all very daunting for them. And I was, when I was in Belfast last week, I was talking to them, some of the students about like controlling that shadow and just trying to and trying to just focus on what you're doing and not listening to it. But it's so hard to do. Yep. You know, you can't it's it's it, because it overwhelms you, that feeling of like, you know, whatever you're feeling, that's that you're you're you can't do this or it's too much or yep. whatever. Um. So if you if you're doing that so someone would come into you then for you know once a week or a couple of times so I usually
1: ask people if they can to sign up for three sessions because as you mentioned there these things didn't just we didn't just pick up a limiting belief last week you know a lot of these things come from childhood it's maybe being told that you're not good enough or maybe even just picking something up that you're not good enough that no one ever and you know a lot of these things can come from our parents and our caregivers but we're not making any judgment basically people were doing the best that they could do when we were growing up with the knowledge that they had but a flippant yeah. comment here or there about oh you're you'll never be good at that or you know you have to work really really hard for your money or you know limiting beliefs about money can get really ingrained in people as well and then they actually limit the amount of money that they can earn so these things have taken years to come into that subconscious mind so i always say kind of allow yourself a minimum of three sessions. And what we do is we start we start where where we are. Basically, you come to me, tell me what the issue is, and we start tapping around it. By starting to tap around it and the body going into that relaxed mode, an old memory will pop up or an old trauma, something that's happened or something that upset us. And then we'll tap around that. So you kind of go off. You know, you think you come to me to tap for one thing and you may find you're, you're tapping on something completely different. So if someone comes to me and says, you know, I have real limiting beliefs about money, I grew up, my parents both, both worked really, really hard, but didn't bring much money in. And basically I'm creating the same thing in my life. We'll tap a bit about their beliefs around money. But by the end of the session, we may be tapping on something that they heard, maybe their parents arguing over money when they were five years old. And they that went into the back of their head to say, okay, money's a negative thing. So that's, that's been ingrained in there. Yeah. So I always say allow at least three sessions. So we do some talking, some tapping, some talking, some tapping. And then at the end of the session, for the last five or six minutes, we record ourselves tapping. So I'll be tapping and saying things. The person, the client will be repeating after me and I will then record that and then send them that recording. And every day in between sessions, they listen to that recording so that they're kind of peeling away the layers as well. Because, you know, it's like an onion. You peel away one layer and another layer shows itself. If they can be using the days in between sessions to be gently peeling away those layers, then when we get together again, we're starting from a new layer rather than starting kind of, the previous week
0: yeah that's such a good idea because like even with therapy and stuff like that there a week is a lot in between and you can kind of I think you can rebuild back up those stuff that you've worked away during one session of therapy so that's like a really good way of consistently like just reminding your brain that this is how you think, not this way. So, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, it's the
1: repetition and the consistency. And and it's not, you know, it's not a big time commitment. It's literally six or seven minutes every day. I ask people to listen to that recording. And it's so easy because it's me doing it for them. Whereas a lot of people, like you can find out about EFT Tapping. There's videos on YouTube and things like that. But this is actually tailored to your specific issue that you've come to me with. So the words are your words that I have written down as we've been going through And I put those into the tapping script. So it's literally using your words to chip away at those beliefs. And then the end of every script as well ends with tapping in a bit of the positive. So I always say to people, it's good if you can do it first thing in the morning, because yes, we start the tapping script on the negative and we then bring it into the neutral. But by the end of that five or six minute script, We've started to tap in the, I'm I'm open to letting go of these limiting beliefs and believing that I'm enough or believing that I can do this or taking small steps forward to start to put myself out there. It's about being gentle with ourselves as well. Yeah. You know, we don't want to go from, I'm really frightened to set up a business to, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the next Bill Gates and it's all going to be wonderful. It's It's being realistic about your progress. It's about being open to start to do things differently. It's about feeling more comfortable putting yourself out there. And I think what you mentioned about the students at the moment being even more kind of anxious and cautious too, we need to recognize the last few years that these people have been through. You know, they've been through a pandemic where they haven't been Mm -hmm. mixing in groups, where a lot of people's confidence has been completely shaken. So, you know, we're dealing with another layer on top of that again, of the fear that people were living in. So.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. It's, it's completely different. And I think there's a lot of things, not just pandemic, but like there's a lot of things like all those individual factors have made people unsure of their lives and everything in between. So it is kind of, you know, it is unsteadying for yeah. them as well. So it's it's very hard to get control. OK, so if you had one tip that you would give someone, say like me, yeah. um, that that's working a lot, highly stressed, highly um fight or flight pretty much what would your tip be for just every day mine would be
1: do a couple of rounds using the word relax so i can show you now what the tapping points are and if you literally say the word relax on each tapping point it is basically telling your body that it is safe for you to relax because when we're in fight or flight we are presuming that there's danger around you know fight or flight is literally okay i'm not safe there's something happening here Whereas if you're telling yeah. your body to relax, it's giving it the signal that it is safe yeah. to relax. And that's what and that's what a lot of okay. issues come, come from as well. Whether I'm dealing with people who are stressed about work, stressed about setting up a business, just highly anxious people who have maybe grown up around a lot of anxiety. Basically, it comes down to that human need of feeling safe. And if we can all tell our bodies yeah. right now in this moment, you're completely safe. And this works even for sleep as well. And I would do it with yeah. the kids if they're really unsettled going to bed to say it is safe for me to completely relax now. It's just giving your body that signal to basically okay. do a big exhale and just let go of a lot of the, yeah. the stress. So I can take you through the, the points now, if you like, yeah. while we're on. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I'll take you through without saying anything, just to show you what the points are. And then all we have to do is bring in the word okay. relax. So we always start with our hands yeah. and our heart and we take a couple of deep breaths. Okay. Okay slow deep breaths and this is the other thing that we've all got wrong we're all running around breathing from our chest you know we breathe in chest yeah. goes up when we're breathing properly if you ever watch a baby breathing their stomach goes up when they're breathing in if you're, you're supposed to fill your diaphragm yeah and let it go whereas we're all yeah. now only breathing from here and we're not getting that full inhale so try and take yeah. a couple of deep breaths and kind of imagine it going right down into the lower stomach and the breath filling up your stomach in through the nose, yeah. and out through the mouth as if it's through a straw, just slows it down. And in through the nose.
0: It's so difficult to not to breathe isn't from it? your chest. Isn't it? I know,
1: we've all just become like conditioned, which isn't good for us at all. Even yes. if we can just get the breathing right, it would be good. So then the first point is we use two or three fingers on your dominant hand. So I use my right hand because I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. And we just tap around the crown. So kind of that bit where your hair goes a bit funny, where it all joins. And that's the first point. So it's usually about six or seven times. But once you get used to it, you don't count, if you know what I mean. You just do it for a few seconds. Then it's the inside of the eyebrow. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Then the outside of the eyebrow. So just kind of where the leg of my glasses is there, the arm of my glasses. Then under the eye. So on the bone, like the cheekbone there. Yeah. Under the nose, under the chin, where it's that little crease, then the collarbone. So if you feel where your collarbone goes along, it's just kind of the soft point underneath collarbone. Okay. Then under the arm, which for a woman would usually be kind of round about where your bra strap is.
0: Or the extra fleshy bit.
1: Or if you happen to not (laughs) be wearing a bra, just where it would be if you were wearing one. (laughs) Okay, and then we do the tips of the fingers. So it's you start with the thumb, the side that's kind of looking up at your face, if you know what I mean? So the side of the nail, it's pointing up, yeah. That's right.
0: pointing okay, up yeah, yeah. Your face.
1: And then each finger, same part. And that's just going through. And then this, this karate chop point, as we call it, that's the final one. Now, a lot of YouTube videos you watch doesn't don't do the hand. Um, It just depends on which practitioner you work with. I do the hand for a couple of reasons. First one is it works. The points there do actually work to bring down the cortisol yeah. level. But the other one is it's a really good one to do if you're not in a position where you can start to do this. So if you're sitting in a meeting, yeah, if you're sitting in a meeting and your boss is really irritating you, you can have your hands in your lap or under your desk and you can be doing this. You know, if you're sitting in that's exam, a good idea. If you're in yeah. an exam hall, you can easily yeah. be doing that. Whereas you're not going to start doing this. And actually, if you watch a lot of the American yeah. sports now, like the the big American footballers, the ones who are waiting at the side for their turn to come on, you will actually see them sitting at the side doing this. Yeah.
0: Really? So,
1: the, I mean, the US is always, <laughs> what, 10 years ahead of us with these trends. So it's really starting yeah. to become something that's, that's normal. I went to the dentist recently, actually, and it was only the hygienist, but I just don't really like dentists. And I was doing this on my lap and she said, oh, you doing that tapping thing. I have a few people now that do that. And I'm like, isn't that brilliant?
0: <laughs> yeah it is i know that because i i I'd, I'd only heard it once before and i like it was just basically very very not much into it but it's 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 really interesting to me like i really believe in the whole of energy you know and and your body and it all leads to inflammation and you know everything of, of diseases dying early all of that kind of stuff has all got to do with how you look after yourself and stress has a huge impact on it and that fight or flight cortisol and unfortunately stress has
1: become like a buzzword now you know oh I'm so stressed and Mm -hmm. it's almost as if if you're not stressed you're not living the full life but what I'm trying to say is you can still do all the things you can still be busy but you can be busy in a calm way and actually when you're calm about it you get a lot more done you know do you ever find you get yourself into such a flap about everything that you have to do that you end up doing nothing
0: you're just yeah, on random, so if you yeah, can actually random, just bring your brain yeah. back
1: into calm, your creative brain starts thinking of better ways to do it and then you actually can start to tick off that to-do list rather than spending half a day in a panic about everything that needs to be done and then before you know it, it's lunchtime and you've done absolutely nothing. It's completely counter counterproductive. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: So what yeah, I would exactly, say is the exactly. that we've done, oh, no, if you can do those, literally yeah. tap on those and just say the word relax. If everybody could wake up in yeah. the morning, and start their day with five minutes of going so what you do when you get to the side of the hand you just start again at the top and you go through all of the points three or four times saying the word relax okay and just you're you're giving your body the signal that reduce that cortisol level and put me into a state of balance and i always say if everybody in the world did a couple of rounds of relax every morning it would be a much better world we're living in you know there would be the kids would be going out to school a lot calmer. Everybody would go on into work a lot happier. Yeah. There wouldn't be people beeping at each other in traffic. Everybody would just be coming at their day from a state of calm rather than this state of quick jump out of bed. Yeah. Everything's going to go wrong. And so it does. If you can just yeah. say the word relax, yeah. it's, just say it's safe. No matter what chaos is going on around me, I can be safe in my own body. And that's what you're telling yourself, really. Yeah.
0: That's brilliant. Thank you so much for that. That's so informative. I love it because like it really is being literal because that's the hardest thing about you can't change timetables. You can't change your workload. Yep. You know, it's very hard to meditate when you're always on the go. So this is like an amazing yep. way to kind of look after your body without having to learn well, how that's to it, meditate. And that's
1: what I love about it. And as you can tell, I'm really passionate about it. But what I love about it is it, it's so easily learned. You don't need any huge um, investment into like equipment or anything like that. You don't need to go and do a course. You just need to learn the points. And what I would say is there's a lot of information on YouTube. There's a lot of videos that you can follow, which is great. So it's like, there's like a two level here. You can learn it yourself and you can use it for yourself. But I always say then the other option is you can work with a practitioner. And so it's a bit like you can go to the gym and you can get relatively fit just working on your own. But if there's something that you really feel like you're stuck with or you would really like to work on, then you reach out to a practitioner at that stage that's the difference it's kind of yeah. like working with a personal trainer or doing a bit of training on your own a bit of training on your own is great you're going to keep fit yeah. but if you were preparing for a competition or you were a body part you really wanted to work on you would reach out to your personal trainer and that's the same with a practitioner a practitioner can just kind of scratch yeah. beneath the surface a little bit more and say okay let's dig into this maybe somewhere where you wouldn't go yourself because it feels a bit unsafe or scary a practitioner can take you by the hand and take you yeah. through that so that's the difference and that's the people that i work yeah. with then on a one-to-one basis but i also do group sessions where i would get like 10 or 15 people together on a zoom call and we talk about what it is and we actually go through a few rounds of tapping so that by the end of those couple of hours they feel a lot more comfortable with the points and they know exactly how it works so that's the other thing that i do
0: yeah yeah i definitely i agree with you about the doing it with with a person with a practitioner because I know that a lot of like, okay, there's, there's just running on nothing. And then there's also having issues because there's something yeah. deeper. And sometimes it just requires, and and we're, we're not saying that enough, like, you know, that, that people talk about their issues and, you know, open up to someone is not being pushed no. enough. And for me, I think it's very, very important that people like talk about the mental, like, just talk to someone that's, that's not associated with your life once a week is is so key to absolutely, your health absolutely yep.
1: Yeah. and it's it's not a weakness it's a sign of strength actually to say you know what i could do with a bit of help with this issue
0: yeah exactly exactly well thank you so much for that that was so interesting and it was great to have you on thank you for coming okay Shana, thank you for educating us <laughs> um yeah and um i'm sure we're going to put this up on the youtube so that people can see the actions okay, as well so great be-